Welcome everybody to this episode of the Aviation Renaissance. It is a very special episode. It is our first international episode. Yay! We are at the Farnborough International Air Show of 2022 in Farnborough, England. My normal co-host, Spencer Parkinson, is not here. He's back in the States, so I'm flying solo today. But I have an awesome guest, Edie Weisberg. Hi. From Manchester. Happy to be here. Great. And you are a senior consultant for, say your company again? Strative Group. Strative Group. I am. Okay. The floor is yours, Edie. Introduce yourself. Well, hi. You've done a great job. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Edie. I'm a senior consultant at Strative Group. Yep. Um, we hire, well, I actually head up the US team here for contract. Um, and we hire lots of engineers across all of aircraft development. Um, and suppliers and manufacturers, um, predominantly across the US, but globally as well. Awesome. So we speak with a lot of engineers day in, day out, a lot of clients and companies doing really cool stuff. So specifically around disruptive aerospace. Cool. So lots of EV tolls, UAVs, UAMs, UAS, everything. Everything that's you know, got a battery and moves, including electric vehicles as well. We're all over it. Great. So really, really exciting, exciting areas. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. Yep. Please don't find it insulting if I get it wrong. I'm going to guess you're 24. Spot on. Exactly. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so you're pretty young yeah. to be a senior consultant. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank how, you. How did you, well, let's, let's digress. Sure. Go Kay. back. Little tiny Edie. Yeah. Running around in Bedfordshire. Yeah. Absolutely in beds. <laughs> did you know that you wanted to be in aerospace? I... I didn't. No, I didn't. I um, actually wanted to be either a psychologist or a rower. I you, you went the complete opposite direction. Yeah, I direction. did the complete, <laughs> <laughs> complete opposite. I ended up in, in recruitment and aerospace. But um, the so my previous experience is a lot around sort of electric vehicles, mm -hmm. and I'm very passionate about the environment and you know climate change improvements in that sure. way. So moving into especially disruptive aerospace, mm -hmm. really, really amazing. And the work that everyone is doing in this area is so cool. And the people that we speak to day in, day out, just exceptional as It's well. fascinating that the different people in, from different walks of life that you meet absolutely. from here. Absolutely. So did you go to college? I did. So I went to university in Liverpool okay. and did sports psychology, which really set me up for <laughs> aerospace. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So a bachelor's in sports psychology or did you go and get a master's? No, bachelor's. And cool. then moved straight over to Manchester. Yep. Um, went straight into recruitment. Um, I was actually in construction recruitment. And then moved over, was given the opportunity to set up the US division for um, software and electronics. Yeah. So did that with my old company. Cool. Um, worked with electric vehicle organizations. And then... Um, I had a couple of friends over at Strativ, and they sort of got wind of the work I was doing, right. pulled me over, um, which was, you know, massive compliment. And when I realised the work that Strativ were doing as well, and the amount of, you know, organisations that they were helping achieve sort of these goals and, and putting, you know, pivotal people in sure. these roles to, to go up and expand. For example, the likes of Lilium, Vertical Aerospace, we massively helped their growth on that basis from Strativ, so... I can see how your sports psychology degree would help you, though. Oh, absolutely. Because you have to learn how to read people. 
Yeah. You have to learn how to read the room. Yeah. Body language. Be able to talk to people. Help people get over <laughs> performance anxiety. Yes, yeah. that, that was an aspect I did study. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very familiar with sports psychology. My wife has a master's in sports psychology. Oh, how interesting. And, and social work. So, oh, amazing. And she does that. So I'm familiar with the sports psychology side, and I can see how that cool. would really help. It does, and especially the routes you can go down from sports psychology. You can go mm -hmm. into businesses and do sports psychology in businesses. You can go into, obviously, sports and then, like, you know, everything around performing arts as right. well. So you can see that it does, you know, impact and have a positive effect on all different walks of life. So it, I do think it really has set me up well, and especially on the sports side as well. Right. Going into a sports background and into recruitment is, is always really positive because it is that high fast-paced environment right. you're, you're always busy you're always on it and it's, it is a bit of you know that competitive element of mainly against yourself really sure. of you know I, I've got I've got this deadline I need to work to it so I'm going to do everything I can to achieve it which I think that's the sports side coming in as well right so what sports did you play I did rubbing say that again rowing like oh, on the rowing. water in a boat <laughs> i seriously <laughs> thought you said rubbing and i was like rubbing <laughs> mm, i'm not familiar with that sport it must be a uk thing but national I'll level take, of <laughs> rubbing <laughs> national level of rubbing for sure so yeah. rowing yes rowing so loved it did it for a lot of my school sure. life um, sadly got tennis elbow in my elbow so had to stop rubbing moved on to coaching and coxing which is the person who's really bossy and shouts at everyone at you're the, the one the that sits at the back and yells row yeah row, that was me row. that was little five foot me <laughs> <laughs> that's Absolutely. good though yeah so that really linked to sports psychology as well mm -hmm. in motivating people awesome yeah so you were doing recruitment for construction mm-hmm and your current company did you have friends that worked over there? Exactly that, yeah. So got in contact with me. Um, we're trying to bring me over. And then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> these things happen. Conversations sure. happen. Um, and, yeah, honestly, one the best thing I've ever done um, for me and for my career. It's just, it's, it's an amazing company. And I'm sure anyone that either works in it, has worked with it, our clients are, you know, contractors and people we've placed I'm sure would reflect that as well and say the same it's it's a really lovely supportive environment and it links really well to aerospace as well we've got on average I think the the average background of aerospace within the company is around seven plus years mm -hmm. so we've got a lot of intel right. <laughs> into, into the market as well which right. is great yeah I didn't uh, I didn't ever foresee myself being in the aerospace industry either I, yeah. I spent 12 years in the military Oh, wow. And then I got out and yeah. kind of went from job to job to job in construction sure. jobs. Oh, really? Couldn't really uh, find out what I wanted to do. And then mm. I found electric power systems and started off in their operations floor, building the modules and whatnot. And so that yeah. gave me really the groundwork to be able to come to places like this. And mm. my coworker and I start a podcast. and uh, A great podcast. Yeah. Do you <laughs> like it so far? I do. I do. Great. I've been listening. I enjoy it. Good. Good. Yeah, and then uh, Electric Power Systems was hiring for fabricator technicians, and I have a pretty strong fabrication background, so I applied, got it, and I've been there for almost three years now and just kind of working my way up, wow. and it's a great culture. But all of my listeners and everybody, they know this about me already, <laughs> and this podcast isn't about me. It's about you. Thank you. So we, you had mentioned earlier about the impact that mm. – electrical vehicles it doesn't matter if it's car if it's a VTOL fixed wing whatever sure 
can have on the environment in a yes. positive manner. Absolutely. Car, planes, trains, automobiles. Right. <laughs> Everything. Avgas is still leaded. Mm. Did Absolutely. you know that? Every, I, I'm on a learning roller coaster. <laughs> okay. Everything is a learning curve for me coming from construction. <laughs> so most of your, your smaller planes, yeah. they use aviation fuel mm -hmm. and it's still a low leaded fuel. So you got to think as these planes are flying over you, overhead, yeah. and they're burning that. Awful. They've done study the after study about cognitive disorders that happen because of that. But not only that, it's um, noise. Yeah. Right? So if you live by Farnborough International Airport, you know how loud it can be. Absolutely. I mean, watching today, you can see the bearings taking off and you can hear it before right? you see it. <laughs> yeah, very loud. And that's, that's the goal, right, is to mm. zero emissions. Absolutely. Zero, zero waste. Yep. Net zero across the board. Yes. And it, it, yeah, that would be exceptional. I mean, you can, I think it was um, Joe Ben from, from Joby was saying that mm -hmm. it, the, the intent is just a breeze right. sort of sound. So the breeze of the wind in the trees, that's, that's the intent on, of sort of the MVH side of things. So You're Probably trying to keep it below the 60, 65 decibel mark, mm. right? Which is typically a normal conversation yeah. of what you hear. So if we can move into EVs. Be great. So where do you see yourself going in the future? Well, well that, that is a question, isn't it? The world is, the world is your oyster. It <laughs> is. It sure is. And, and what pearl are you going to pull out of that oyster? I would love for, obviously, keeping on this route, keeping in sort of the green aviation, green right. sort of electric vehicles of any, any start, style and type. Um, also, especially working as a women in aviation sure. um, and supported with our organization is really you know diverse in that way as well Very especially good. for a recruitment company but pushing through you know that women in aviation boundary really lifting lifting up on that on that basis as well so if you were to give the listeners out there listening right now especially ladies females yep. advice being or being or gals whoever <laughs> Anybody, really, that is listening to this, being in the recruitment area that you work in, what advice would you give them to be able to break into the aerospace industry? Look, look, at, look at your options. Look at the different routes you can go into on it. Keep your eyes open and keep having conversations. I'd say always make the jump. It's incredible. It's an amazing you know, sector to work in. Sure. Um, great people, the most intelligent people I will ever speak to, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, well, you've been listening to the podcast, so one of my favorite questions to ask some of our, all of our guests mm. is, how many degrees do you have? Yeah. And typically your answer is three, four, sometimes five, six degrees. Yeah. At master level and above. Yeah, absolutely. The engineers we speak to do them for fun as well, and I, that, I, I'm not, I'm not that academic. I can't wrap my head around that. But <laughs> either am I. It's incredible. I have no degrees, and I'm still working in the aerospace degree Smashing industry. It's just proven, you know. I've got um, some very senior software engineers who don't have degrees. Right. Have lots of experience. Software is a black art all into itself, and, yeah. and I give kudos to people that have the patience to sit down and learn how to do software. Absolutely. Myself, I don't have that patience. No, neither do I. Neither do I. I did sport. <laughs> <laughs> That's I went the military route, you know. Actually, I played rugby all through the military. Oh, really? I, yep, I really oh, enjoyed amazing. it. I played sevens. 
It was great. Oh, a lot fun. of fun. Fast pace. Yeah. Very fast pace. Very, very fast, fast pace. pace. Did you get any injuries? No. No. Surprisingly not. Oh, wow. No, I well take done. that back. I actually dove in for a try and landed on the uh, ball and broke a couple ribs. Oh, no. Still made the try, though. <laughs> well done. <laughs> That's all that matters, <laughs> That's right? what matters. Yeah. <laughs> How did that go from no injuries to ribs? Crazy. I, well, I've had so many injuries over my military career, I kind of have a hard time. Uh, Remembering what's what. Yeah, what's what. So, can you hold on to your cord down there? Like, like I got mine. Perfect. Now we don't hear the little wiggle of the cord. Amazing. Yeah. Sorted. Even with no degree, I can figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> so, who are you currently looking for and recruiting for, if you can talk about that? Absolutely. It'd yeah. be my pleasure. Thank Please you. Please do. <laughs> what a great platform. Yeah. <laughs> you like that segue? Yeah. Amazing. So, we work with um, engineers across the whole of aircraft development. Sure. So um, this is electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, systems engineers, software engineers, sort of you name it. We, system we test, work. embedded system design, everything all Abs the way across. Absolutely, absolutely. And from, you know, those junior levels up to the sort of more C-suite levels as well. Sure. Higher across the whole board. Um, we have multiple different sort of areas in terms of the verticals that we work in, so whether mm -hmm. that's sort of battery systems, for example. Sure. Or if it's more on the sort of, I don't know, um, GNC, so mm -hmm. guidance navigation controls, right. more on the embedded, low level, wh whatever it is, sort of we, we, we do hire for it. Right. We've got um, consultants in different verticals as well, but what we recommend is if you know if if you are an engineer listening to this, sure. looking for a job, right. or even just you know intrigued as to what is out there in the market, it is worth you know reaching out and getting in touch. What um, I've actually just finished reading a book called No Rules Rules, mm -hmm. um, which is on the um, based on Netflix. It's really really interesting read. Do you recommend it? Awesome. Don't know if you've read it, but I um, have not. I will be honest. I yeah. have not read it. That's okay. <laughs> but we can write it down, and we'll put a link in the description of the podcast yeah. so people can check it out and look at it. Yeah, sure. On 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 that um, in that book, there's a chapter around recruitment, mm -hmm. and they recommend over at um, Netflix that if you get contacted by a recruiter, always have the conversation and talk to them, mainly to see what your sort of market value is, but also just to have that conversation and see what other opportunities are out there. Obviously. People in recruitment, people who are happy in their jobs might say, actually, no, I don't want to, which is absolutely fine if you're happy. It's still flattering, though. It always is flattering. Right. It shows you wanted. It shows you, you know, you've got those special skills that are highly sought right. after. And especially at the moment across, if anyone's got any experience that's transferable into sort of the electric aviation market, you know, you can, you can make a lot of money there for sure. You can. Our, our recruiter, Christy Atkins, I don't know if mm. you've ever spoken with her or talked with her or anything about that. She is phenomenal yeah. at just finding a person that wasn't even looking for another job. Absolutely. And sending out, hey, we have this position open in this company. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And we've got several people just by a cold call from a recruiter. Mm -hmm. You know, not somebody contacting the recruiter and putting their resume in. Yeah, absolutely. On the headhunting side of things. Right. It's, yeah, it's always, you know... A lot of a lot of the organisation, uh, a lot of the candidates that we work with, right. sort of, I'd say probably seventy-five to eighty percent of them aren't actively looking for jobs. Right. They're just, you know, sitting there in the market, thinking, yeah, I am happy in my role, and then we get in contact and you know, say the opportunity that we've got, and they think, 
that is perfect. That's sure. perfect. Normally they've been at a company for a little bit longer and they, they, they have a little bit of an itch, but especially with the areas that, you know, yourself and I are working in, right. it's incredible technology. And if you're in sort of a different different background, different organization, it might be a bit stagnant, you know, it's a really great opportunity to up and move and just that's step a, forward your career. That's a really good point that you bring up because we have several of our mechanical and electrical engineers mm. that have come from different backgrounds, from the automotive background, from Absolutely. hydraulic pump background on the mechanical side to nothing that you would ever would think that would translate over to electric aviation yeah. or aerospace in general but they have talent and knowledge and know-how and the willingness to learn. Absolutely. And they come over and they love it. 100%. And if, you know, if I think a lot of people, especially on the sort of um, acquisition side, if they're, they're thinking about moving into aerospace, they get a bit worried about sort of, they haven't got the safety critical experience, sure. et cetera. If there's someone in the business already or people who already have that safety critical experience, you know, we're always looking to supplement that and it's always something that you can go through the process of as well, um, especially more like junior levels and other organisations that might not need that specific sort of DO standards, for example. Sure. Yeah. We, we have uh, several different IPT, so integrated product teams within our, our company and, sure. and they all have specific projects that they're working on for different platforms or yeah. space or defense or marine, whatever, yeah. right? And we do a thing called Pathways Internships. Mm -hmm. So we get people from the local college, Utah State University. Amazing. And they come down out of the engineering, even if they haven't decided what discipline they're going to go into. Yeah. They come down and they do internships at the company and they'll spend some time in electrical, they'll spend some time in mechanical and software, yeah. systems, test. And it's a good opportunity for somebody that's going through college mm. that doesn't quite know what they want to specialize in. Testing it out. Test it out, yeah. We have a, we have a, a lady that works with us, uh, Jennifer Ravenberg. Yeah. She uh, has gone through three different, and she has decided on electrical engineering oh, wow. and she's incredibly intelligent super smart but it gave her the opportunity to look absolutely absolutely and i do think there are a lot of women especially sort of younger graduates etc who you know they're worried to jump into such a typically and classically defined male environment oh it's absolutely it's absolutely a male dominated industry now yeah and that's that's the reason why i wanted you to come on yeah Thank you. <laughs> next week, we're going to have a very... I'm only podcasting with women next week, so we can Amazing. focus on women in aviation, and that'll be the whole month of October. I mean, uh, August. Amazing. And August will be a great month. August will be a great <laughs> month. It's exciting. It'll be fun yeah. to, fun to uh, see the different aspects. 100%. But given that you know, graduate platform sure. to be able to come in and do internships. Right. It, that's just building up and up the sort of equality of the diversity between the gender gap really there. Right. So it's amazing, amazing what you're doing. Yeah. Guys. And it's uh, the vast majority of our pathway interns that when they graduate mm. school, they stay with us. Amazing. They go from being an intern yeah. to being a full-time employee. That's so great. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And local. And local, <laughs> yeah. It's and it's um, Utah State University up there has a uh, pretty robust aerospace um, department, and they do a lot of 
A&P airframe power plant mechanic. You know, they have flight school, and we're we're working with USU, and and yeah. uh, we have some of their people that are pilots for us. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Really cool. Really, really cool. So, what does the future hold for Edie? For Edie, hmm. mm-hmm. that's you. Well, working working my way up. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Sure. <laughs> Um, no, really exciting times. We've got um, a lot of a lot of work on at the moment, and we are in need of multiple engineers. So if there is anyone, please get in contact with myself or anyone in the team, Tommy, Rachel, Devs, anyone on that basis. Um, from there, we are we're, so we're UK based, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We're based in Manchester, Leeds, and London. Um, we're actually looking to open an office in the states. Right. Um, to be confirmed location, but it's looking quite positive. Oh. Um, so if they set up a location in the States, are you going to move? Absolutely. That's yeah. the future. That's the future for me. Well, it was kind of funny because I was uh, having dinner last night at the uh, Coco down on the Thames. Oh, sure. Right lovely. By the t- oh, it was so Gorgeous. delicious. It was very good. Good food? Oh, it's fantastic food. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, you know, if I ever wanted to move, I'd probably move to London. Oh, really? That's the first time I've ever been to London. I've been to Northern England. Oh. A yeah. little tiny town called Stokesley. Okay. And, I uh, don't even know Stokesley. Yeah, it's really small. Where's that? Yeah. North up by the border with, uh, oh, just okay. just kind of across the border from Edinburgh. Okay. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, that know. was a long time ago, though. <laughs> but first time to London, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful, and that city is huge. It's massive. Have it you done any sightseeing? We got to walk around a little bit on okay. Sunday when we got in. And then we decided we were tired of walking, so we got yeah. one of the electric bikes. Uh, and that was a cool like way to see it, because it takes you down all the bike paths, and you're not on the main thoroughfares. And yeah, absolutely. It's pretty fun. It's, it, do you know what? And I always think London and the sun is gorgeous. Yeah. So you're lucky that, well, it's hot here, but, you know, yeah. average weather for this, you guys. <laughs> it's average weather back in Utah right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas here, it's, it's yeah, we're all, we're all melting. Yeah. <laughs> A national emergency, the hottest it has ever been exactly. in recorded history in UK right now. We've got runways melting over here. Runways melting. It's crazy. That's horrible. It's crazy. So, I know you say location to be determined, mm-hmm. and I'm not asking that location because sure. even if you have it determined, but if you, Edie, yeah. had a choice, where would you go live in the United States? Have you been to the United States? I have. I've only been sort of down the east coast okay. so i think in instinctively i'd, I'd say west just west coast is better it. also the sun the sea yeah why not why not well there's a sun and sea on both coasts but in my personal opinion i've lived all over the united states yeah i like the western half better just because of the big mountains and all the things i like to do outdoors and everything yeah. and the people tend to be a little bit nicer and more relaxed on the west side. You just oh. keep that in mind yeah. when you decide to move. <laughs> Is that where you'd go if you could move anywhere in the States? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. If I could move anywhere in the States, and this is counterintuitive to what I just said, Yeah. but um, upstate New York, not New York City, oh. but upstate New York is extremely beautiful. I was stationed oh. up there while I was in the military, and if I Amazing. had to move, I'd Move back there. Choose there. Well, I'm going to New York in December, which I'm excited about. So if you've got any recommendations, you have to t- drop me a message. <laughs> of, <them. laughs> of New York City? Yes. Uh, yeah. My recommendation is don't go. <laughs> oh, well, tickets are booked. I'm oh, coming. okay. <laughs> I have a cousin that lives in Brooklyn. Oh, um, nice. I don't have any recommendations. for. Actually, I do. Go see a Broadway show. That's on the agenda. Yeah. Love that. Lots yeah. of shows. 
They're fun. Okay, we're getting pretty close to the end of our, our time, so I got a couple more questions for you. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite EV platform? Not not car, aerospace. What is my favorite one? Yeah. As in the favorite vehicle? Yeah, like platform, fixed wing, Evital, drone, sure. hybrid. I'd what what strikes your fancy? I'd say Evital. Why? Because they all have similar concepts, mm-hmm. but very different. Very different Even designs. Walking, obviously, we, we look at the designs day in day out, and sure. working with our clients. Walking around Farnborough is yeah. amazing. You can see so many different different vehicles and, right. and what they're going to look like, and they all have similar concepts. Of course, right. they do. It's like a car. If you look at a car, they all look similar. They've all got four wheels. Right. They all have that car shape, but they're right. all so different as well. Right. It's exactly the same. They're yeah, wow. Sure. Can't wait to sit in one. Yeah. Fly. <laughs> well, you can go down and and sit in some, but they're not flying yet. Absolutely. Well, they are flying. Not here though. No. Just static displays here. I'm looking forward to my first ride in the Evital. Yeah. Have you got? Are you going to get in one first? You know, you've got connections. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see. I don't know. I'm low man on the totem pole, so uh, you know, you got to work your way down of people going for rides first, and then no, not with I'll a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, it's actually been really fun doing this, and and having a, a company that is innovative mm. in not only what we're doing product wise but to allow us to do this Mm -hmm, right so we're trying to make electric power systems a household name yeah and not just through our batteries that we make but across the board and our executive team that's sitting right over there yeah (laughs) said go for it do it amazing and they fully supported us in doing it and it's it's been really good it's great yeah it just shows you know especially in companies like EPS, the innovation that right. is accepted right. when an idea comes and people say, yes, go for it. Yeah. You haven't got sort of those, I guess, red lines around around what you can and can't do, which is right. it's an amazing opportunity to be able to go into somewhere and know that you, you have a say. You've got right. sort of those ideas that you can speak about. I was talking to uh, somebody else earlier this morning, and one of the, the things that I love most about mm. EPS is they don't care where the good idea comes from or who the good idea comes from within the company. Yeah. It could be our technicians that are building these modules down on the floor day mm-hmm. in and day out, and they can go to the engineers and say, you know, I assemble these things day in and day out. We should change this yeah. because it will make it so much easier and yeah. a lot more efficient to get them out. Amazing. And if the idea and the theory holds water and it's good, engineering's like, that's great. Let's do it. We have the exact same. We yeah. call it an idea meritocracy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's, cool. it's got a good ring, hasn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, we, yes. Every, everyone has a say. Everyone, you know, brings their ideas to the table. Different innovations. It's it's amazing. We've actually going to start a podcast. We've got a special podcast room in our new Leeds HQ, which well. looks very fancy. I'm sure it will be featuring on LinkedIn very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a podcast too. Not yet. Not oh, yet. so you're following in the footsteps of could, EPS could on this one. Could potentially be happening. It's a lot of fun. What I would recommend doing, mm. recording 10 episodes before you release anything. And then choose it. Record your first 10. Yeah. And then have two in the gate ready to go. 
yeah. and release all 10 because we live in a binge society like Netflix you were talking about earlier, Actually. right? A new season of Stranger Things comes out and everybody just wants to watch all 10 episodes in a weekend. Yeah, all right? at once. So that would be a recommendation for me and also invest in really good sound equipment right off the bat because if you've been listening to our podcast, you've mm-hmm. heard some of the episodes where they're okay quality, they're good, and it was sure. us proving to our executive team that it's worthwhile doing it's needed. it. And we did the hard work and we showed it and they're like, yep, go buy the good stuff. Amazing. And it sounds way better. And it's, it's great, it's great stuff as well. Yeah. Tech savvy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> final thoughts from you. Anything you want to say? I would just like to say that thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been great. If anyone, you know, engineers, anyone in any sort of discipline is looking to get into aviation of any side or recruitment even, sure. feel free to reach out to myself or any of my colleagues at Strativ. Um, we work with a large number of clients. Check it out on the website. It's, it's, it's great intel. And I guess my parting comment as well would be to all the women out there, get involved don't be shy don't be scared uh, especially in male dominated environments just go for it the world is your oyster and you know you've got a platform jump off it okay give us your website for your company i'll link it on the on oh i put you on the spot didn't (laughs) i (laughs) off the top of my head i'm I'm not not sorry about that either (laughs) (laughs) i'll link it through (laughs) okay yeah i'll put all of your contact information in this episode's description amazing appreciate that and yeah please do feel free to reach out to, to myself or anyone at Strative. we're we're all great and we're all fr- really friendly <laughs> awesome well this has been our first international episode of the aviation renaissance and we've been proud to have Edie Weisberg on here you can listen to us on many major platforms Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, there's so many of them I can't think, but those are our two biggest ones, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, uh, give us a review, comment, like, share. You can go and find us at uh, Facebook, The Aviation Renaissance, and uh, you can go to our website, epsenergy.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you.